Enjoy a delicious breakfast, lunch, or dinner seven days a week at Heidelberg Family Restaurant. We also serve family-style dinners in our banquet room every holiday. Enjoy ham, turkey, Pennsylvania Dutch filling, corn, peas, a beverage, and roll, priced right for adults and children. And don't forget delicious desserts baked every day in our own on-site bakery. Heidelberg Family Restaurant, the best-kept secret in Robazonia. Welcome to this edition of What's the Story? My name is Joe Painter. Thanks for joining me. What's the story with heroes? That's what I wanted to know, actually. Adrian Grieve from the Red Cross called me a few weeks back and said, Joe, would you be a judge? I was like, no. And, and it was judging nominations for heroes in the community. Absolutely one of the toughest jobs. I've ever had because in my book and looking at all of the nominations and reading the stories, everyone certainly is a hero. But it doesn't work like that when you do uh, awards, does it? Kara mm. Mowbray is with us. Hi, Kara. Hi. And you and I met at the breakfast this morning. We did. We and did. it was a lovely morning. It was. We had a wonderful turnout. Um, it was the 11th year that for the heroes. heroes. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't seem that I remember when. The Red Cross first started the program yes. and thought, you know, let's honor heroes. And I really liked it because there's heroes in our life every day. Yes, absolutely. And um, was it Adrian who said this morning, just take a moment today, just today, and think about the people in your life and who are the heroes? And it might be coworkers or family members and um, let them know that you appreciate what they do and thank you for that. So you meet heroes every day. You are a hero. You're the director of disaster program? Um, of di um, disaster program manager for the Eastern Pennsylvania region. What does that mean? <laughs> so I actually cover six counties within our wow. region and just make sure we have disaster um, preparedness, response, and recovery set through each of those counties. So making sure that we educate people on how to be prepared and we are able to respond and get volunteers out in the community and then help them recover. So are you educating the volunteers to respond to a disaster or all of us to be prepared? The community. Um, we, okay. we go out to all different groups. Um, it could be to the schools all the way to seniors and we have different programs that are geared toward those different groups and it can be a fun way we have actually a senior bingo that teaches preparedness oh, yeah? and the seniors love it it's bingo it's fantastic <laughs> um and then the kids we do a great pillowcase um that's in combination with disney so it's it's fantastic there's a lot of great ways to tell people how to be red cross ready is there one or two specific items that you know everybody should have yet we don't think of it and we're like oh of course I should have one of those and I don't in your experience as directing this um one I would say is actually emergency contacts written down um oh. it's amazing because I don't do you, if, if if we we use our phones and we're so reliant on our phones that sure. I couldn't even tell you my father's number phone number I it's in my smartphone I scroll to him press his number and that's it um, so to be able to have that list especially when you go to shelters and um, you plug in information you can we have a safe and well link that tells people that you're safe if um, an area uh, has a disaster um, so is that something the Red Cross volunteer staff we do would do so if I'm 
in a fire and, mm-hmm. and I end up at, at, a, at a safe place or a shelter, mm-hmm. then you contact my loved ones. We can. We can. Cool. Um, we work through um, a site. It's called Safe and Well, which basically um, put the information in and people can go online and take a look and make sure that their loved ones are safe. So it's a fantastic thing. It's interesting that you say phones because this morning... Heroes were honored. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many categories were there. There were nine categories. Nine categories. Mm-hmm. And one was a young boy. He was four years old. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Incredible story. This little boy, the, the mother essentially had a stroke and he heard a noise and he was astute enough to go to that phone and pick it up. And what happened? I was watching that thinking, mm, should I unlock? He couldn't unlock the phone to mm-hmm. call 911. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, because of the password protection on it and something that I don't even think we think about either anymore. But um, Is that something we should take off? I mean, in that instance, it, the end of the story is crazy luck, fate, whatever. Sure. There was a policeman walking down the street sure. and this little boy went out and, and tracked down the policeman and saved his mother's life, essentially. Um, but in that case, is it advisable not to lock your phone? Because if anybody, does it, if, if I needed to get your phone sure. to call 911 for you, sure. I couldn't. You couldn't. So what's the advice? Um, I think that it's just an education, especially with the kids. Um, there's a way to bypass that lock um, to be able to do an emergency call on that phone, but you have to be able to show them. Um, I didn't or, know that. Mm-hmm, or, is it easy? Can you tell me? It, it is easy. Um, it's not hard at all, um, but you can do that. <laughs> or um, even if it's just going through what would happen if you can't make a phone call, talk to your child about, okay, okay here's a neighbor that you can go to um, or a couple people that you can go to so there's other ways and other avenues and you're not just relying on a cell phone or if you have a home phone to be able to um, him or her to know where that is to be able to make that phone call to and fewer and fewer people have home phones I know I know I don't I don't use my home phone I can say that (laughs) there's one benefit for the triple play or something like that you get a better deal and everything else but you don't really (laughs) use it Mm -hmm. so I'm hearing from you, do you know what I'm thinking of as I'm listening to you? The fire drills you did when you were a kid in school. Yes. You always did fire yes. drills. So the point is, we were prepared. Once we get out of school and we're not doing fire drills, are we really good at preparing, generally speaking? I, you know, we say that you can never be too prepared. Mm-hmm. And one of the pieces when we go out um, and do our presentations, we talk constantly about practicing. Know your home. Know how to get out of your home. Know yeah. two ways to get out of your home. You know, people don't practice because they think they know their home so well. And we heard a story from actually the fire department where um, they put smoke into somebody's home. That um, and you would think that they would know how to get out, but because of the chaos, they, and um, not knowing where their children were, they didn't have a plan together, so they didn't know if their kids were upstairs, downstairs, um, so they couldn't get out in a timely fashion. So that's where sitting down and making a family plan, knowing where to go, where to meet, um, what you need to do in case of an emergency. So it will be quick and easy and no one will get hurt. And hopefully you're motivated to do that after hearing this conversation, because I know I am. I'd be the first to admit, I 
I don't have an evacuation plan mm -hmm. per se. So it's advisable. Absolutely. But speaking of fire companies, yes. there was a fire company acknowledged this morning as a hero. It was it Kempton? Was. The Kempton Fire Company, yes. Um, they, you know, we had so many wonderful nominations and it's so hard to be able to pick and choose those mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um, get the award because I think all of them deserve an award. They do, no doubt about it. It's incredible. But um, yes, the fire company was able to be there and accept their award and um, they they were um, certainly commended for the rescue that they did um, on the pinnacle. On the pinnacle, mm -hmm. a twenty-four hour nearly yes. rescue, and and there was a video from a th it was a through hiker yes. that fell, and a video or a Skype video from his father who mm -hmm. said, you know, these were the hand of God because if they weren't there. He may Sun, not be living. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. And we heard that over and over. It was kind of an mm -hmm. uplifting tearjerker at the same time. It was. Some of the stories you honored as well, a police department. Um, we did. We um, honored a law enforcement officer, Officer Christopher Sachs. Um, he was somebody who ran into um, a home that was on fire and was able to rescue somebody who was um, in the home and couldn't get out. So, risking a life to save a life. Yes. That's a hero. Yes, absolutely. It's incredible. And two women from the Animal Rescue League, I believe. Um, yeah, Linda Sarangoulis and Susie Olson, they actually are from um, Burke's Dog Search. So okay. they created this um, online platform that are basically um, finding um, dogs that are lost and they're able to get them to their owners or let people know if they've there's found a dogs without an owner and trying to pair that. So they work long and hard and all the time um, throughout the community. So. They were certainly joyful about their work as well. They, I think in talking with them, they love what they do. And I mm -hmm. think that's why they're successful at mm -hmm. it. It's wonderful to see that. And then Chris Keg was offered, he does I'm Able? He, yes. Um, Chris is an incredible person. He is full of energy and really pushes those um, with disabilities to show what their potential really is. Um, so he has a gym and um, he does incredible things and incredible things out in the community as well. So he's, he's one that um, you would never know that, you know, you know, he's in a wheelchair himself. Um, <laughs> he's just, he is full of life and energy, and that's incredible. <laughs> I got a kick out of his life because he's, he's brutal in the gym. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, there's a drill sergeant if I ever saw one. Yeah. And, and he just said very offhand, well, who's going to say no to me? I'm in a wheelchair. He's going to say, <laughs> I can't. I'm in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there was also a, a keynote speaker. Is it Was it Marlon King? Marlon King, yes. Um, he is... His story was incredible. I actually, um, his furniture, it's a funny story as it is, the furniture that he did, um, my parents actually had purchased growing up. So Get we're out. aware <laughs> of who he was, although I didn't really know the work he did, but incredible. A incredible. Vietnam vet who suffered a stroke ended up in a wheelchair. And long story short, has returned to Vietnam nine times. His sole mission is to get wheelchairs in the hands of those who need them, children. 724 that wheelchairs that he's had donated yeah. over time. So incredible work to, yes, to children, to, to vets, to a lot of people who need it. His message was short and sweet, wasn't it? It was. It was very to the point. But he, you know, he, you could see he had passion in what he did um, mm -hmm. and really enjoyed being able to get back. So that was great. He said, if you can help somebody, do it.
Mm-hmm. That was his message. If you can mm-hmm. help somebody, do it. The Red Cross is there to do that. And a, a beautiful morning. Thank you for honoring those. We should say quickly, in, in terms of who won today, uh, Hunter Barrel was the young man who saved his mother's life. Cynthia Geiger, a 911 dispatcher. She Yes. Um, medical was actually Audrey Dickman and um, Therese Nab. Um, military um, George Stauffer. In his 90s, his goal is to live to 100, and he still volunteers <laughs> for the VA. For the VA, <laughs> yes. Every, yes. Um, animal Rescue was Linda Sarangoulis and Susie Olson. Uh, adult Good Samaritan, Brad Schweitzer. Um, fire Safety was Kempton Fire Company. Law Enforcement, Christopher, Officer Christopher Sachs. And Community Impact was Mr. Chris Kagg. And numerous honorable mentions and recognition for those who do heroic things every single day. And certainly all of the volunteers and all of the staff at the Red Cross, that is what you do. It's, it, is, it is certainly something that we enjoy doing. We love being able to help the community um, in so many different ways. And if we can give back to honor some of the heroes in the community, we are happy to do so. Um, we, the event is a wonderful event, and we mm-hmm. encourage people next year. Um, May 12th is when the next, next year's event will be, so we encourage so people So you look for out. nominations all year long? We do, we do. Um, the nomination form will mostly likely be on the uh, Red Cross website website um, for 2016 and not again nine different categories um, we really encourage people to to nominate um, there's so many people that are just reluctant to or hesitant mm-hmm. and think that oh well they don't deserve an award but really that's that's what we're celebrating um, it doesn't have to be a huge elaborate um, heroic action either it could be something very simple but to have nominations is a great thing every one of the award winner winners very humble. Didn't think they really deserved it or were heroes, but we are surrounded by them. And the Red Cross is the big hero. So thank you very much, Oh, Kara. thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure.